Alright guys, welcome to episode 33 of the Different Animals Podcast. It's your boy Tyler. And I'm Ever Castro. And today we're going to be talking about what we've been watching, um, some big game news, uh, a special occasion, and, and um, the new year coming up. But first... Let's let's start with what we've been watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so this week I finished up uh, Big Mouth, which I know I mentioned last week or that I was wrapping it up last week. Um, and so I finished that up, and it was uh, it was good. It was good. I, I love you know I I love the show. I think um, you know it's it's um, every season does something a little bit different. This time I think they introduced the anxiety mosquito, and and I thought that played really well with the with the characters and how they reacted and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's not much to it. You know, if you like the first three seasons, it's more of the same. It doesn't really branch out into anything new. So I can't say, oh, well, you know, I don't know if old fans will like this. Uh, will like this. And then um, if you, um, I think if you didn't like it as much um, early on, or like if you only watched, the, I would say if you tried to give the first season a chance and you were like, I don't know if I like this. Like, I don't know. This isn't really my type of humor. I would say give it a chance because I think as the show has gone on, they've gotten more insightful into sort of like, you know, depression, anxiety and mental health and stuff and things like that, that I don't, I think other shows, um, don't really, or if they do, they can't, you know, literally manifest them into actual characters like they do in this show. You know, most of the time it's like, Oh, this character has depression. And you know, you just have to like, you know, sort of see how it affects them but then this one they actually manifested into like a cat right like it's right. like a depression cat or if it's an mos- anxiety mosquito that flies around your head and it is buzzing and it's like well what if they don't like you <laughs> um so i think i think the first season you know it had the hormone monster um but I, d- I don't think it had much else in terms of things like that and so i think if you if you love the show give you know watch season four you probably already have if you didn't like it because of the humor or it's not your thing, I would say give it a chance. Maybe maybe skip to season two and start there. Um, but if you really don't like it, then I would say, you know, maybe it's not your cup of tea and, you know, maybe just, you know, skip it. But um, but overall, yeah, I liked it. I, I know you said that you'd watched up until season two, right? Yeah, I think I finished the first two seasons. It, or, like, when I had started watching it, two seasons were out. So I watched all the two seasons. Mm-hmm. And then I don't think I watched it when season three came out and now season four is out. And so I'll probably go back and watch it through again. It, it I remember that show killed me so much, like, when I first started watching it. Because, like, mm-hmm. one of my favorite scenes is with, uh, what's the, the red-headed kid's name? Uh, red-headed kid, Jesse? The girl? The, no, the one that's friends. Isn't he redheaded? The one that's friends with the main character? Oh, Andrew. No, I think he's got, like, brown hair. Okay, maybe. Okay. Um. Anyways, the, he's the one that first gets the hormone monster, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, it when he's, like, doing the... He's dancing with Missy, and, like, he's about he's about to come in his pants, and he, the, the hormone monster's like, no, stop. What are you doing? What are you doing? And then he's like, <laughs> yes, go! God! Like, like, he's immediately, like... He's like, don't do it, don't do it. And he's like, fucking rage. <laughs> like, it just, every time the hormone monster goes from being like, 
a, a voice of reason to immediately like, mm-hmm. all in in the chaos, it kills me every time. <laughs> and I like the hormone, the old hormone monster, Rick. Have you? Did you see oh, that one? Oh yeah, with the He's one like that's falling apart. Yeah, because huh? the one that's with Coach. Yeah, he yeah, never yeah. like made it through puberty. Really? Hey, hey man. Cool. <laughs> he does a thumbs up or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> and they always have to put his subtitles on because because <laughs> <laughs> you can barely understand them. Uh-huh. Oh god! Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I love that, and I love the, the little like references. I, I I always go back to the one in season one where they're talking about the the Dallas Buyers Club. He's like, you got a fucker like the the, the hookers from Dallas Buyers Club. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it was like cool because it's like. Because I've seen the movie, and it's literally like one scene at the beginning <laughs> where he's banging them at a rodeo. <laughs> like it's it's just like it, I, I like it's such how an inconsequential scene, but like to pick that out of the whole movie, right? Like, exactly, you know? exactly, and and that's one of the bits I love about the humor is that they pick like little things like that. Like, uh, for example, this season, um, they go to the the nine eleven memorial in New York. Oh my god! And um. This they like. Hey, let's get away from this. We got to go to a college party. They're having a party to celebrate Jay Z's um, anniversary of the Blueprint because it came out on nine eleven. And I, I was like, damn, who, like who thinks of that? Like who remembers? That? Like I remember that. <laughs> I remember it came out on nine eleven. But it's such a small little like um, insignificant insignificant detail. <laughs> thing to yeah to make a joke out of or make a like a plot point out of. that. I'm like, damn, like that's pretty clever. Like I I like when they do that. Um, and there's a, a bunch of guests. Uh, voices in this season uh Seth Rogen does a couple of episodes Paul Giamatti uh Zach Galifianakis is in a few like voice roles uh Maria Bamford um who was I think she had a show and I think she was in Arrested Development for a little bit she does the uh, Anxiety Mosquito so you know it's it's always cool to hear them especially when when you could recognize them like Seth Rogen like the, you know yeah uh, but then when when you don't and you look him up later it's pretty cool like Paul Giamatti they have him playing a uh, a turd <laughs> Jesus and so uh, but yeah uh, but yeah it, it, it's a great show great season um, yeah I'm excited to do what to see what they do uh, next season yeah I'll have to check it out God, what is what is what is what does coach call sex I can't remember it kills me every time oh uh, the, he's like uh, making like wet or something like yeah. I, can't, was, I can't remember what exactly he calls it oh god coach steve he he was actually i mean he was in the season but he wasn't as much as as the old one because i think well they got they fired him from like being a coach so he wasn't around the school oh, okay. and so then now they have to find like convoluted ways to, to get to, him in yeah okay. yeah so like at one point they have like a dj and he's like it's dj coach steve <laughs> oh yeah i think i think that might have been in season two i feel like oh I yeah remember. yeah so it's like yeah it's like a bunch of stuff like that it's like i'm i'm bus driver coach steve yeah. <laughs> the um yeah it, it coach steve kills me i think coach steve and the old hormone monster are like my favorite pair mm-hmm. um yeah. <laughs> oh god that's it's just fucking amazing. I'm gonna have to catch up on the last two seasons um, mm-hmm. to, yeah. to really get into it. Unfortunately, that means I have to watch the first two seasons because I'm a psychopath <laughs> and I can't just like trust that I remember what happened. I'm mm-hmm. like, nope, I gotta rewatch all of it so I know I'm good. Well, then the nice thing is that you know they're only it's only ten episodes each season. I think is only ten. I think the first one might have been eight, but I think all of them are ten. This one is ten, and they're all thirty minutes or less. They're like twenty seven, twenty six. So you can fly right through them, blaze right through them. Right, you know what a good example of this is? Is that, like, so, what was it? It was, like, 
a week ago. Um, Attack on Titan is like a pretty big name anime, um, mm-hmm. and it in its final season just came out. Um, and or just its final season just started. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were three seasons before that, so season four is the final one. If I'm I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. And like they, as it was coming out, I was like, I watched these. The one thing about Attack on Titan is, if I'm not mistaken, let me let me see if I can find this. There was a giant gap between season one and when season two started because of issues with like the the manga being created and then like the animation studio also like even once once the the like comics or graphic novel manga had been like caught up to have enough to make, then mm-hmm. like the animation studio had a problem, mm-hmm. um, and it was like. And, and the end of season one ends on a horrible cliffhanger, like a lot of shows do. But then it was like the gap between season one and two of Attack on Titan. Mm-hmm. It was something ridiculous. Um, four years. Mm-hmm. Season one came out, and then four years later, like so like people that were super into it like I had to wait four years to figure out what the fuck they were like what the fuck they just learned at the end of season one, but anyways, it's I mean like that's crazy because like you know even like the ones that take forever like Rick and Morty I think season between two and three was like two and a half years and even then people were like where's season three where's season three and I think between season three and four it was two again I think right yeah so four years so <laughs> like so the thing is this for whatever reason. This show has always had like a pretty long gap between seasons. Like mm-hmm. even like that first one was four, and that was like way over the top. But it's probably kind of like Rick and Morty, where it's like two. You know what I mean? Like generally. Mm-hmm. And so like I I caught up to all of it kind of when season three started. And so when I finished season three was ending, so I finished season three. And then like another two years had passed, and I was like, I kind of need to watch all these seasons again so I can make sure I'm like where I have all the knowledge, especially because Attack on Titan's a little convoluted. And mm-hmm. that's kind of the point. Like, it's it's supposed to be confusing the whole time because you're, you, the main character you follow, the protagonist, like, doesn't have any idea what the fuck's going on. And it's a big cover-up. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, naturally, you're just kind of learning things along the way and getting incomplete information the whole time. So, I was like, I need to watch all these. But I was like, fuck, I just, like, I, I'm not ready to do that right now. And then they were like, we released, we released a movie to, like, cover the first three seasons right mm-hmm. like like just a quick recap of the first three seasons in a movie and i was like okay that's perfect so then i was like it was one night it was like nine thirty, and i was like i could i was like if it's like a little over an hour because like obviously it's just gonna hit like key points it's not gonna like just give us all the you know what i mean everything yeah so i was like it's like nine thirty. i was like let me watch this before bed and then i'll go to bed and be at work tomorrow and i wake up pretty early for work every day mm-hmm. bro i started it it was like two hours and 15 minutes i was like get the fuck out of here bro <laughs> <laughs> like i was not prepared for that number i was expecting like a highlight reel of just like three uh, seasons worth of episodes just like hit me all the key points right, bro, right. And then now you need a fucking... recap for the recap right <laughs> i hit that two hour shit i was like fuck man yeah. and like i'm still gonna watch it over watching the first three seasons but just at like 9.30, 9.45, I was like, I'll just watch this real quick. It's two hours. It's like, nope, nah. <laughs> I have to, go out to wait another time. Yeah. Well, recap videos are actually a big, like, um, I don't, not like a money machine, but it's like they're pretty, like, I would say popular. Like, um, especially 
with like around the Marvel stuff, like MCU stuff. Like when Endgame was coming out, I remember I looked one up like, you know, MCU until now. And I, there were dozens and dozens, like IGN did one and movie watch mojo and like blah, 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 blah. And all these ones were doing like these 20 minute recap ones. And each one of them had like 20 million views. Um, so I, I think, you know, that sort of recap, you know, here's what you've missed videos are really popular. And I think Disney's actually trying to cut the middleman out because they're having this show called Disney legends where, you know, if you want to watch one division and you want to know like what's going on up until then, you just watch the show and it'll, you know, give you what, uh, what you need to know. And I think, you know, just kind of like, basically they're thinking like, why should we give these YouTubers the views when we can get the views? Um, right, yeah. I, yeah. I wonder if that's what this the Attack on Titan thing was kind of trying to do. Like, I wonder if they were looking at it both ways, like, which is, like, this is a service because it's been a hot minute, so, like, a lot of people aren't going to want to watch through all of it again. Mm-hmm. But then on the other hand, they're like, and we can also just be the ones that put out, like, a movie. You know what I mean? Like, we put out the movie, we get all the, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a third party, they just did it. So, right, right. Could have just been a way to, like you said, cut out the middleman and just be like, no, we'll take those views for ourselves. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, so, yeah, so that's, yeah, that was uh, Big Mouth. I you know, thoroughly enjoyed it. Good, good. And, uh, and then so I finished that up. And then I started this show called Wayne on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend recommended it. Uh, she said she really liked it. And so I gave it a chance. Um, it's the exact same thing as Big Mouth in that it's, you know, 10 episodes. 30 minutes each, so I pretty much got through it, you know, in like a week or less. Um, but it, it was good. It's it's basically, um, it's like a mix between, like, a coming-of-age tale. Okay, I, I, well, I was going to say Huckleberry Finn, but Huckleberry Finn, I think, is a coming-of-age tale already. So, it's like Huckleberry Finn, like, um, like a trip movie, like a road trip movie. Okay. Um, but it's like a mix of a bunch of different things, and it's uh, it's exact. It's like I think it's created or developed by the guys who did Deadpool or who wrote Deadpool, okay. um, and it's like this tells the story of this young kid named Wayne who like lives in like um, like the shitty areas of Boston, and mm-hmm. he decides to. I mean, this is all in the first episode, but he decides to drive down to Florida in this little like moped thing with this girl that he runs away with, and the story's about like you know the girl's dad and brothers and like the teachers going after him and cops going after him. So it's like this sort of like, uh, it's like sort of like Coen brothers, like Fargo, where it's like a bunch of different characters are on a, on a mission and they like each find themselves as they're going down the East coast and stuff. And they meet different types of people and shit. Right. Um, but it, it was, it was okay. I, I liked it. Okay. I didn't love it. Um, there's a couple of things that I had that are more like that. I was kind of like, eh, like really like that's not, you know, we went out this way for this. Like, okay, like I guess I'll take it. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I I recommend it if you like like Deadpool sensibilities, like the humor in it. Okay. Um, but uh, but overall, I would say there's probably better shows out right now that if you wanted to catch up on, this shouldn't be at the top of your list. Um, right. So what you're saying is your friend gave a shitty recommendation. <laughs> no, no. She, I mean, she liked it, and so uh, there were parts that I did like. I did like the the kid who plays Wayne does like a good like silent you know, sort of stoic performance of, like, a kid right. who's, like, emotionally damaged. And with well, him and the girl, the two kids, um, I, I don't, I didn't get their names. I know they're newcomers. Um, but the two of them, they put on great performances. It's just, like, a couple of things here that I was kind of like, ah, well, like, this is kind of repetitive. Or, like, eh, I don't know if this is, like, you know, uh, 
sort of what I enjoy or like, you know, really wanted or like where I wanted the story to go or where I thought it was going to go. And where it went, I was kind of like, well, eh, well, I don't really like that. Um, but, um, but yeah, if you like, um, Deadpool, I would say check it out. Um, you know, read up on it, watch the trailer. If it looks like it would, it's going to intrigue you or if you want to watch it, I would say watch it. Like, it's not bad. Like, I, like right. I've seen way worse. Um, but it's just, like, <laughs> you know, I, I know <laughs> I just keep wanting to make more jokes about like, you'd be like, it's wild that you're just shitting on your friend's recommendation on the podcast for everybody. It's like, like it's <laughs> well, not that bad. It's, well, it's, it's not like, bad. Yeah, no, it's not that, that bad because that implies that it's bad, but it's like, it's not bad. Like, it's just, you know, like there's stuff like, you know, I may destroy you or Rami or, you know, uh, um, yeah, two that are way better that are like, you know, transcendent best of 2020 TV. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say that this is it and, or is this isn't on that list, but you know, it's enjoyable. And I think, you know, it's, um, uh, you know what? It it's like man. It's like the Mandalorian, but without the space stuff. Like it's that same kind right. of like we go here, we do like a little thing this episode. We go there, we do this thing this episode. I think I mentioned like it's like that old Incredible Hulk show where it's like now we're you know in this episode we're in town X and town X has this problem and he's gonna help solve it and then at the end he like leaves the town right right. So it's it's like that. Yeah, I got you. I mm-hmm. got you. Um. Yeah. So so that's what you. No, you just finished that as well, correct? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I next up is the uh, the flight attendant, which I've heard a lot of people talk about, and that one's on I've HBO Max. Heard about it, but I have no idea what that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, I, I I'm excited because I, I was like, wait, like I hadn't, I didn't hear shit about it coming out soon. Um, I hadn't heard anything about it like before. People were like, oh, you heard the flight attendant and already got a second season. Like, what's gonna happen? So I'm, I'm excited to start it just to see like what the fuck people are talking about. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I uh, caught up on Fire Force, that anime I was watching. Um, the uh, I'm like in the middle of season two, uh, and, and I was getting stressed out because like it ended on like a random episode, mm-hmm. and I was like, I, I thought they were done with season two, and so I was like googling stuff, and it was like, yeah, see, like the episode I finished was I think episode fifteen. So I was like, Fire Force Season 2, Episode 16. And they're like, yeah, it came out in fucking October. And I'm mm-hmm. like, what are you talking about? Because I'm looking at it, it's not here. And mm-hmm. like everything I saw was like, yeah, it came out in October. But I guess because the Funimation does a thing, which is actually incredible, mm-hmm. if you really think about it, which is that they released the subtitled versions in Japan and the English dubbed versions at the same time. Like mm-hmm. they have they have people working on both of them simultaneously, mm-hmm. which is like a really big deal. And usually when they do it, not when they do it, but usually when companies try to do that, it ends up like super shitty quality. Mm-hmm. Because I've you know I've read an article that talked about how like just utterly awful it is to to dub something mm-hmm. because they said that a lot of times when when you get you know we talked about like. Uh, getting like a um sometimes when something's dubbed you get like a different version of it almost yeah yeah like the the the, um it's not a it's not a one-to-one right like the the intent changes or the wording changes a little bit right like emotions motives all that stuff can kind of change and while you may have the same scenes like you get different things from it it's like almost a different show Mm -hmm. um so apparently the reason that happens especially with like anime that stuff is apparently like Sometimes they literally just give you, like, a visual storyboard, and they just, they don't even, like, tell you what's going on. Like, you just get, like, the dub, the people that handle the dubs just get, like, the scenes with mm-hmm. without, like, translation, dialogue, anything. 
Mm-hmm. It's just like, here's what's like, like they will physically see like two people fighting and they're like, okay, well, based on what I saw before this, I think this is what's happening. So like, and that's why sometimes the dubs are just like wildly fucking like not the same as the sub, but mm-hmm. Funimation's actually gotten pretty good at releasing them both at the same time and still having it be like the same general thing. Right. Um, but anyways, so basically what happened is because of the coronavirus, like uh, the dub team hasn't been able to really get together and they've been like each voice actor is recording in like a home studio and it just takes longer to piece it all together. Hmm. So for like a solid like two days, I was trying to figure out where the fuck this episode was and I was like, I can't find it. It's just gone. And mm-hmm. and then I learned that everything had been pushed back through like I finally found another website with all that info. Uh, but, okay. Anyways, I'm caught up on that. I'm in the mm-hmm. middle of season two, just waiting for it to come out. But while that happened, I started another anime called mm-hmm. um, Code Chaos. It's an older one. It came out in, I want to say, 06, 07. Mm-hmm. Um, the visual style is like a little over the top um, in terms of, hmm, I don't want to, it's like, I want to say just very Japanese, like, mm-hmm. but that's not. All right, so you know, like, hmm, when you think of like a protagonist, and right, here's a good example: Final Fantasy VII. You know what Cloud looks like, right? Uh, is At least like a little the, bit. The blonde guy, the main. Yeah, blonde the blonde guy? guy. Yeah. All right, so you know he's kind of just like a thin dude that is somehow strong enough to like hold this sword. That's like, like I don't know what it is with like, a lot of Japanese anime, but you get this guy who's like real thin. Mm-hmm. and still, like, strong, you know what I mean? Like, like it, and it's, like, uh, obnoxious to a degree, you know what I mean? Like, their right. arms are, like, the size of a fucking quarter. And, right. like, they're, is, like... Is that what, ar- like, um, One Punch Man is making fun of? Kind of? One Punch Man's making fun of a different thing, which is that, like, there's a there's a genre called... Well, actually, it's a group of comics called The Shonen Jump, and it's mm-hmm. all just, like, Dragon Ball Z's The Shonen Jump, and what it makes fun of is that, like, everyone just keeps getting stronger to the point where, like, they're just, like, obliterating worlds. And, like, you know what I mean? They're not doing anything other than fighting and just continuously getting stronger every time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what One Punch Man's making fun of. Because the character, like, at one point, he just literally is strong enough to knock everything out in one punch. And, and like, at one point, his sidekick, who wasn't originally a sidekick, it's another hero that's super badass looking. And he's like... He's like, how did you become so strong? Like, and he's like, I just did a lot of push-ups and ran a lot until my hair fell out. Like, so, <laughs> like, like, and the guy's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he's like, no, nah, for real. I just did like a thousand push-ups a day and ran for X amount of miles every day. And then I was training so hard, my hair fell out. That's why I'm bald. And now I'm this strong. And the other guy's like, that's not like, you don't just do push-ups and run and get strong. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's like, no, that's what I did. So that's what that's making fun of. But like old Japanese stuff, they're like super real thin and it goes, like Yu-Gi-Oh, do you remember Yu-Gi-Oh? He's like yeah. super real thin with the crazy fucking hair and like yeah, the, yeah. It's just like having not seen that in a while because it's kind of an older style. When mm-hmm. I turned it on and I saw the character was like as wide as as like a stop sign like pole, mm-hmm. I was like, this is a little off-putting. And then you know you just watch it enough and get used to it. Um, but it's about it's about a. It takes place in a world where, uh, basically, it seems like Britain has, it's the Holy Empire of Britannia, um, has taken over most of the world, mm-hmm. and, and recently took over Japan, and it, Japan is now, like, people aren't Japanese anymore, they're 
um, it's area 11, so they're just called 11s. And so basically right now what's happening is like the hero you follow is like a bastard son basically of the Britain Empire, but like no one knows. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's in area 11. And like, so he's trying to take advantage and get back at his father while also like making a better place. And he's kind of like playing the Japanese liberation front, which are people like, you know, the, the rebellion against the Holy empire to try and like, be like, no, we're Japanese. We're not just area 11 people. Right. And then the Holy war, or the Holy empire, Britannia are like fighting. And he's kind of like masterminding his way through the whole thing to get what he wants out of it. But there's, Mm -hmm. it definitely seems like it's playing on some moral gray areas because he makes some decisions that, you know, like, is it, it's a lot of like, do the ends justify the means? Like he's doing Mm -hmm. a lot of fucked up shit, but his answer is like, by the end of this, like everything's going to be better. Mm-hmm. And one of his best friends doesn't realize he's the guy doing it and is talking about, like, on his end, he's like, I'm trying, like, I joined the military of Britannia to to try and, and change it from within. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, the, the ends don't matter if the means are terrible. So it's like, it's playing on a lot of the, just that little gray area. But so far, mm-hmm. it's been really good. I'm about 10 episodes in. Nice, nice. And so it's ten. Is that do they do like seasons or is it just like yeah? It's I think it's two seasons, maybe. I can't remember how many episodes. It's it's not a lot though. I want to say it's like two or three seasons. Actually, hold on. I think I someone told me recently because I was saying that I didn't realize it was. Yeah, it's like fifty episodes total is all, which isn't bad for like the whole beginning and end of a show, like an anime. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. um, and each one's twenty two minutes. Yeah, um, oh, nice, so. Nice. so, I mean, at least you know, like, you know, when this ends, it's, like, over. And, like, you know, they got, like, a, you know, it got wrapped up. Like, it wasn't, like, oh, they ran out of money and right, they exactly. finish here. Yeah. Yeah, which is what happens a lot. <laughs> like, it happens a lot in everything, I feel like. Just, like, shows are, like, well, we're cutting it off. And, like, all right, well, now we just have to try and tie it up where we're at. And it never works. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, and that's kind of what happened with the show. I think I mentioned this months and months ago. I think right when we, when we were starting called Patriot on okay. Amazon Prime is that they got the first season, which was fucking excellent. I love the first season. The second season, which was, I think, okay. I think it, it got too, uh, too cutesy. But then, you know, it ends on this sort of a little bit of a cliffhanger, like a big decision that this character makes. Mm-hmm. And then they canceled it after that. So now you're like, oh, oh that sucks. fuck, like, <laughs> that sucks, right? Right. Um, but yeah, so I, you know, better to ha- know. All right, I'm going into this. It's 50 episodes. Like, it's over when it's over, and like, I know that they got the ending that they wanted to make, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um. So so yeah, that's that's all I've been watching is I, I caught up on Fire Force and I started another anime. Cool, cool. Uh, for right now. Yeah, yeah. So, so I I have two more things that I could talk about if we run out of, if we run out of things to talk about, but we can move on and I can okay. just tag those on for later. Okay. Um. So <clears throat> let's move to um some video game news that dropped. Mm-hmm. Um. So let's let's start with the one that you put on here because I I didn't originally know about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So go ahead. Yes. So they had the uh, the video game awards a couple weeks ago, and I think um, they had him online, and like they had a couple of reveals, which is what we're going to talk about. But then they also had, I think, The Last of Us Two won a bunch of them, including Game of the Year, which was well deserved. I mean, <clears throat> we dedicated a huge part of an older episode to it, so um, mm-hmm. you know, 
that's you know we you guys know how we feel about it um right. but one uh, big announcement that they had was that there's going to be a new mass effect game um which i'm very excited about and my brother mike also loves the series i actually um so to to uh, give some backspace about mass effect as, as a series and what i think about it so it's a it's a series about like you are a human commander and they've discovered this um, tool left behind by an ancient civilization, right? That lets you travel in between galaxies. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, so there was the, the original trilogy. Um, I only, for some reason, only played one and two. And then I had three, but I never got around to playing it. And then eventually my 360 died and I just kind of moved on. And then they released a fourth one called like Assassin's Creed Andromeda. And I've heard that... Mass that's... Effect Andromeda. Oh, what did I say? Assassin's Creed. Oh, I was sorry, like, sorry. It took a Mass wild left turn. My <laughs> way was like Mass Effect One, Two, Three, Assassin's Creed. Like what? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Andromeda, and I heard that that thing was like one of the fucking glitchiest, shittiest things ever. Um, yeah. And then they just moved on, and then, uh, but then now they're coming out with a new one with the original de- um, developers, the original, uh, I think, creative force behind it. Um, but uh, but yeah, did you ever play any of them? So I played the first one a little bit. I never really got. I, I got. I guess I'd say I got decently into the first one, but I never. I don't think I ever finished the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a little. All right. So like, I understand there are going to be people that like completely disagree with this idea, but like to me, it was a little too much of the open world. Like and, and like, I just naturally have a tendency to want to like make sure I'm not leaving stuff behind. You know what I mean? Like, like, mm-hmm. like, if there's something over here that I can get and I, I, it would help me. I want to make sure I get it. So, like, it was super expansive. Like, there were a million places you could go and, and mm-hmm. stuff you could do. And so, like, it got to a point where I was like, "Fuck!" Like, I'm like, this is taking forever, and I don't really know if I'm actually moving along very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I think I kind of just bailed on it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I've heard the first and second one were amazing. Mm-hmm. I heard the third one was good, except for the. I, what I've heard about the third one is that none of the endings seem to fit character wise. Right. Like, 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 like you, so generally throughout the whole game, you're, you're either neutral. You're like, normally these games that have like a, a moral spectrum, right? They usually mm-hmm. break down between like evil, neutral and good. But for, right. for like mass effect, it was always kind of like lawful, like uh chaotic, good, neutral, good, or, lawful good you know what i mean right. like like you were always kind of a good guy but like it was like you know did you arrest this guy or did you just fucking kill him because he's right um are you batman or are you superman mm-hmm. um i don't know what neutral I, I can't come up with a good hero for a neutral fucking suggestion there um but it, anyways those are so that's kind of what you're going for but then like from what i heard was that at the end it didn't really like None of them really, none of the endings that you got really fit, like, how you imagined your character acting. And, and normally I'd say that's just a, a, a um, inevitable failure of, like, you playing as a person and then you putting motivations onto that person. Because obviously the game can't know exactly what you're thinking. And as a role-playing game, you're going to be like, oh, my guy's this way and this is why he makes those decisions. And inevitably... Over the course of three games, you've now attributed all sorts of decisions and motivations to your character. Mm-hmm. And, like, sometimes it's just not going to match up, right? 
Right. But the difference with this is everyone said they didn't match up. So it's like, okay, now it's just bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, then it's just like you guys just had one ending and that was it. And it's like, uh, here, just stick there with the one ending. Like, the, your choices didn't matter over the, the last whatever many games. Right. Because I, I think, remember that. I think there were a couple different endings, but they all amounted to him doing the same thing. You know what I mean? Just, like, said different shit before he did it. And I was like, well, that's not really. <laughs> yeah. Because I remember that was a big draw after I finished one. And when I started two, was like, oh, you know, the game that you started in one is going to come over to two. And then it's eventually going to go over to three. And all the choices right. you made over the past three games, the fucking, I guess, 100 plus hours of gaming, they're all going to come down to these, like, endings, right? And it's all going to matter. Um, which, I, I mean, I never really believe those kind of things. Because it's like, that shit's so hard to build in. Right, there's it, too it, many different branches if you're doing that. You exactly. Know I mean? Like, you can't make... Especially when we're talking about like game cinematics, which are super expensive to make, on top of already making an actual expensive game. You know what I right. mean? Like, so it's like, what am I gonna have like a whole cinematic ending for every single fucking one of these options that you did? Exactly. Like, especially yeah. over the course of three games. Like, yeah, like, you I, I never too much. Yeah, like I never anticipated that to actually branch out for me, or you know, turn out the way I, I wanted it for the decisions I make. I was always like, oh, just give me a good ending, and I just, I, I, I kind of wish I would have finished it. I just never. Like, I don't know, I had it, and I was like, well, I'll start it eventually, because I know it, they're huge time commitments, mm -hmm. and then eventually my 360 just fucking died, and I was like, well, too late for that, let me sell this Mass Effect 3 and just move on. Yeah, and um, I think, if this tells you how bad it was, I think the studio actually made another ending and patched it into the game. They were like, okay, like everyone was like, this is fucking awful, and they were like, yeah, it's not great, so here you go, like, here's another <laughs> one, like, you can, you can opt in this direction. Yeah. Um, and, and everyone was more happy with it. But the fact that, like, that even had to happen is not a good sign, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly, it's yeah. like It's like the Sonic thing, you know what I mean? Like, everyone was right, like, right. Sonic the Hedgehog looks fucking terrible. And then they were like, yeah, you're right. And, like, like I understand, you know, it probably put a lot of animators through a lot of shit. But, like, at the end of the day, why did this even fucking happen the way, like... Like, because I've seen people say, like, it was still bullshit because it put, an you know, animators got screwed people got screwed putting crunch to like make these deadlines happen now that they yep. had to redo the whole thing and it's like i get that but also like how did this ever even like i don't think you can be mad at people for pointing at the first one and being like this is shitty because it's so blatantly shitty you know what i mean like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like i don't know where you draw that line where it's like now you're just asking people to do extra work versus like Nah, you should have complained because it was fucking bad. <laughs> right, right. I think that's like the cyberpunk thing that's going on right now, but which we can Actually, get into yeah. in a little bit. But, um, but yeah, it's like the same sort of idea. It's like, is it is this sort of like, is the backlash worth it if it's something that you felt ripped off? Like if you didn't get people what they thought that they were going to get and that and, was promised. And you know what? That's a good point about the Mass Effect thing. If we're, look at this, bringing this shit fucking full circle, baby. Um, like... The problem with the Mass Effect thing is, like, I know you said, like, you were like, I don't really expect all these choices to matter, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, like, I didn't, I didn't think it would. You know what I mean? I was like, I just don't know how you would do that. Right. But the thing think... is, is if you're the company and you're coming out and saying. Exactly. All these choices matter. And then it's like, well, then you can't get mad at people. Like, you can't right, be like, exactly. well, how did you expect us to do this? And be like, I don't know. You're the fucking one that told us you were going to do it. You know what I mean? Exactly, and that's what the cyberpunk exactly. thing is. Like, people would be like, what? You expected it to run, like, just as good on your PlayStation 4 as it does on, like, a PC built for gaming? And it's like... You told no, us. Like, like no, like, but, like, I expected it to run better than this because you didn't tell me it was going to be this fucking bad. Like, 
and you told us it was going to be like the next big thing, right? Like, so like, like when Grand Theft Auto 5 comes out, you know, they don't go, Grand Theft Auto 5, every single one of your decisions is going to matter at the end. Like, yes, like, you know, like in, um, in one of the heists in Grand Theft Auto 5, mm -hmm. if you kill civilians, you get the SWAT people instead of just regular cops, right? Mm -hmm. And right, like that's like a small change, right? But right. they don't go, if you kill civilians at the end, you're going to get a completely different ending. It's going to be different for everybody. So nobody <laughs> right. goes, hey, this ending's the same as everybody else's because your expectations have been set, right? Right, like, no you... one's like, wow, it's just SWAT instead of cops. Everyone's like, no, it's just, that's a cool change. You yeah. know what I mean? Because they didn't set the stage one, but... for a fucking to be like, you know, some grand changing thing <laughs> exactly exactly like my bob my friend jim bob he got a the completely different ending where the character went into a completely different way and i got this one and it's like yeah but you know that's never that that was promised by mass effect 3 like i remember literally they were like all the decisions you've made over the last three games are gonna matter in this climactic ending and <laughs> i've heard that with cyberpunk which i didn't buy but it's the same thing it's like they go oh you know every single little thing you do it's gonna culminate in something weird it's like well then when it doesn't happen, you better get ready for people to, you know, fucking go nuts and throw a shit fit, right? Yeah, and that's, you know, I just, yeah, I, at that point, like, if if what you are, even if we understand it's impossible, like, at some point you still have to be like, why did you say that? Right, <laughs> they just say, look, we're going to have, you know, you can either be a, a cowboy or you can be like a good person, like a bad person. Like, even with Red Dead Redemption 2, right? That just yeah. came, uh, what was it, two years ago or last year? Two years ago now, two right? Two years 2018? Ago, I think. Yeah, it came out tw uh, 2018. Um, massive, right? Like, mm -hmm. gigantic as budget. Like, probably like the probably the most expensive game that's ever been made. Just massive. Like, you know, the, right. the horses have testicles and they can poop, right? <laughs> but they never went. You can change, and you know everybody's gonna get a different cowboy ending, right? Like they just right, said, right? Like it's gonna be a story, and you're gonna get most of it. And there might be small changes. So like if you're like you know a murderous asshole, people aren't gonna like you. But if you're right. not, then people are gonna treat you a little bit nicer. Like right? Like yeah. And like I I learned that there was like one. Have you played Red Dead Redemption two? Uh no, not really. No. Are you gonna be upset if I spoil anything about it? No, I mean I know at the end he dies of TB. So okay, so. Um, but like, aside from that, like, as you start the game, they give you a horse and, and you can get different horses throughout the game, but like you have like a measure of like favorableness with your horse. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you treat your horse good or you're like constantly kicking the shit out of it and shooting it on accident you know, or on purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, so then, you know, you don't have a good relationship with the horse, but like the, at the ending, there's a scene where like he gets shot off of his horse and the horse dies and like. They put in a difference where that, like, if you have a good, like, favorable relationship with your horse, like, it's like a sentimental, sentimental moment. And mm -hmm. if you don't, he literally just, like, hits the ground and just rolls off behind cover. You know what I mean? And, like, right. it's no big deal. And it's, like, even that is still, like, you didn't promise that, but so you gave it to us. And I'm, like, that's awesome. That, right. That's dope. Exactly. But if you told me, like, a grave-changing thing, like, and then, and then you were your like, horse. oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, your horse reacts to how the how you treat him throughout the game. Then you go, all right, well, when I, you know, hit him too hard because I'm telling him to go faster, I better get a different reaction if I don't, right? Right. And so, like, if you were, if you advertise that as a big deal and all the difference was was that, like, like I said, that cut scene, it's just, he's like, oh, or like, he's just like, whatever. Like, I would be like, nah, this is bullshit. Like, don't, don't, don't tell me this whole thing's going to be different. And that's all, all I get. Right. So, yeah. And I, I think another thing with cyberpunk is I, I really do think the game, 
all right, so this is a thing that happens all the fucking time, and I, I don't know why games con- continue to do this. I maybe movies do. I'm not as like you know in tune with like movie news and shit as you are, so you might be able to tell me. But like, E3 is the big gaming convention every year, right? Mm-hmm. So every year, a, a company, a big company, will drop a big name release and be like. I don't know if it happened with Mass Effect, but we'll just use that because we're talking. It'll be like the years, like fucking, I don't know, twenty ten, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like Mass, like they do a trailer, right? And then the trailer ends. And it's like Mass Effect three, or, or like, oh sorry, before the trailer starts, it'll pop up and be like Bioware, and people are like, huh? Because like the only thing they're making is like, or like they just made a new Dragon Age game, so the only other thing we know about is Mass Effect. Is it that? And then, like, you know, you see, like, an ominous figure walking through the shadows. And then it pans up and it's Commander Shepard. And people are like, holy shit. And it's like, Mass Effect 3 coming 2023. And it's like, why did you just announce this game four years early? You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Because all you're doing is just making people want it. And I think that's kind of what happened with Cyberpunk. Because I think Cyberpunk was like, we're coming out. and, And, like, Witcher was such a big hit. That they were like cyberpunk and people were like what? And now it's been like two or three years, and really I think they just needed to push it back. But at this right. point, like it's been three years, we've already pushed it back like once or twice. We can't push it back again because people have already been waiting for fucking three years. And it's like I bet if you didn't tell people about it so early, and then you're like pushed back, and people would be like, oh well. But if you tell us three years early, and then you mm-hmm. like push it back two more times, and you need to push it back again, people are like, what the fuck is going on? Exactly, exactly. No, I, I totally know what you mean. I totally know what you mean. And movies movies do do this sometimes. The really, really big ones, they'll be like uh, Star Wars 7. Or the Avatar movies are doing it right now. They're like Avatar 4 is going to be out December 25th, 2025. And the only reason they do that is I think it's a little bit different than games is because they just want to put their, their, their stake in the ground, right? They want to just right. say, this that- date is for this movie. Don't you dare schedule anything a week before or two weeks after, right? Just I to think, say, look. I think the that, big difference it. is, it's like, to me, with movies, it just seems like news, right? They're like, just so you know, we're we, we're planning on five Avatar movies or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. They don't drop a preview to the fifth movie. You know what I mean? Like, like that's, it, it, right. E3, there will be, like, a preview of, like, the character walking around in an environment, talking to people, like, blah, blah, blah. And so, like, it, it gives the the presentation that this is somewhat finished. Or maybe not finished, but, like, you've obviously already made a game engine if they're, like, walking around. You've obviously already done this. And so people think it's closer than it is. Because if you see the character talking, walking, shooting, you see different environments. You're like, oh, they've already got, like, the base level groundwork done. And now they're just kind of finishing it up. And, Mm -hmm. And, like, I don't think that's what it is. I think they literally, like, they... As they, like, want to announce it to let, like, when a studio would be like, we're making Avatar 5 in 2025, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They're like, let's piece together, like, let's just get Commander Shepard, let's just get this one other person, and let's make just this one corner of this one environment, so I'm walking through it, and then talking to this person, and that's all they have, but then they show people that, and they're like, it's coming in three years, and so people are expecting it to be done in three years. Right. Right. And, no, and no, if you're and, like, and, no, we had to push it back. It's like, but you already had Commander Shepard and all this other stuff. And it's like, well, we didn't really. We just. 
And the same thing happened with The Last of Us 2. Remember? They pushed it. They were like yeah. announced it, I think, in 2016. They're like 2018. And then they pushed it back two more years. Um, and I, I think... And I think also what ends up happening is if they have those early demos that don't come out and the game is different from the, the final version, as people are disappointed, their expectations Oh, are, that's are the different. other thing, is that every time in these first demos, like, I'm trying to think, it was like The Division. If you look up The Division, which came out and did not, it did, okay, it did, it did, it was a pretty good game, but it wasn't like everything it was cracked up to be. Mm-hmm. Um, like, if you look at what originally was shown at E3, mm-hmm. they always, always, always go way too above and beyond what they can conceivably do. Like, mm-hmm. so the first mm-hmm. Division preview, he's, like, walking, he steps in a puddle, like, individual water, like, it, it interacts exactly with where his foot landed. The light is hitting each individual puddle differently. You can see the reflections, and they're showing off all of this. They're like, oh, we've got ray tracing, we've got... All, like so that way we can tell exactly where each light source would hit each thing and reflect off of each thing, mm-hmm. which is something they're just now trying to do with the PlayStation Five and, and the uh, Xbox Series X. But like they told us they were going to do it with the beginning of the the PS4, and every time <laughs> it's like, and then the game comes out and it's like standard looking, and people are like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I remember. And then they're like, and they're like, school. how could you have expected us to do this with the PS4? And it's like, I don't fucking know. You told me you were going to do it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I remember when I was in high school, um, they had the trailer or the demo for Bioshock Infinite. Right. And if you watch that that trailer, dude, it looked, like, I remember watching and being like, this is unlike anything I've ever seen before. Like, this is, right. like, this is, like, next level. Like, to this day, I think that is beyond what I think I've seen in like the ps4 games and uh it's probably like ps5 level like in terms of what you can do and like the open world that it was going to be and then eventually the game comes out and it's you know i i loved infinite uh the you know the messy politics and story aside i i love the way it looked I, I thought it looked great but it wasn't what i was told it was going to be <laughs> right in that e3 demo in 2010 right and then it, it would be like if they came out and they're like well how did you think we were going to be able to pull that off and it's like you showed it to me, dickhead. <laughs> yeah. You know, that is very interesting because, like, unlike movies, I think, you know, if you announce a movie like, um, like, if you show, I remember I went to see The Dark Knight Rises mm-hmm. uh, eight years ago. And a year, that was a year exactly before Man of Steel. And they had a small, small uh, teaser trailer that was basically like a little kid and Paul Kent being like, you know, you're going to change the world. You're going to be crazy. And it's like a little kid and he like puts his arms to the side like Superman and he's wearing a cape. Mm-hmm. And then they show, and it's filmed in this very like, uh, sort of how the movie ended up looking. Um, and then they show like this shot of like Superman flying up and he breaks the sound barrier and he just keeps going. Mm-hmm. But everything in that shot, even if it wasn't in the actual movie, it's the exact feel and look of it. Right, I, right. I, I, I think that I don't think that I mean a they don't really do teasers that far in advance anymore like they used to they usually just give you like a regular trailer trailer a year right. out I think the last teaser trailer probably was that one no it was probably Star Wars that came out like a year before the last one came out and that was a teaser that had you know a couple of scenes that weren't in the actual movie but the look was the same I think right. video games is different where the look is just completely different than everything that was shown in the teaser sometimes. Right, because they're like, oh, we can pull off all this magic. And then, like, I think they do it, right? I think they're like, oh, we can make ray tracing happen. And then they do it, and they show everyone. But then, like, as they put together the full game, they're like, there's no way. Like, like 
the the PlayStation's already having to like account for like all these people being here and these buildings and these particles going around. It's like we can't possibly do ray tracing. It's like what well, the motherfuck did, like you should know that your PS five can't handle a full game the same way it handles this one predetermined sequenced like scene. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. and they're like every time they're like, Oh, this is what's gonna look like and then every time it's like, nah, we couldn't do it, sorry. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I know. And now it's like the opposite direction. Now I feel like most gamers, when they see a trailer come out and it looks amazing, they're like, cool. It's not going to be anything like that when it comes out, but that's pretty dope. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, even me, I mean, like, I, I, I wouldn't consider somebody, myself somebody who's super into gaming. I just kind of like more casual than, than the usual one. If I see a super cool trailer, I'm like, cool. I've been burned years ago, you know, with Killzone 2 and Bioshock Infinite and all of these other ones that promised me I could change the world in these trailers. Right. Um, and it ends up looking like uh, something completely different. GTA is probably the only one where they had that first trailer with like the red convertible, like the whose like roof changes and they yeah. show like people hiking and stuff. That is probably the only one where I've been like, this is what I was promised. Like this looks, looks exactly what like was in the trailer. Yeah, I think, and I think honestly, Red Dead's right there with it. And I, it's funny because like I really hate doing this. Like I hate. Everyone is just the the biggest Rockstar dick rider. Like like any like anytime Rockstar puts anything out, it, they can put out dog shit next year, and people be like, mm-hmm. "Nah, it's great." Because blah blah blah. And like, it, like if you look, I feel like their game wins game of the year every single time they release it, like yeah. without fail. Um, and I'm like, it's good, but like people always act like it's far and away the best, and like I like kind of hate it for that. But even still, like I feel like they're always pretty consistent that you get what they tell you they're going to give you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. There's never any confusion about the product you just received. Yeah, I mean, like... I take yeah, that back. I, I got Grand Theft Auto Five on my 360. Because you remember it came out on 360 before it came out on, like, the Xbox yeah, yeah. One. Mm-hmm. And it had, like, five fucking discs. I was very confused when I got that. <laughs> like, you gotta download like, it, and you could actually play it. You gotta it was like, flip it was a like switch. Four, yeah, it was, like, disc. four install discs, and then, yeah. like, the fifth disc that lets you play it. And I was like, yeah. I opened it up, and I was like, are you fucking serious right now? Yeah. I mean, I knew what I was, I knew what I was getting when I was, you know, when I signed up for it, because, you know, it's like, this is the last breath of that generation, right? It's the right. last gasp, and they probably shaped it and built it for the PS4 and the, um, Xbox One, but yep. they like they were like, yeah, let's see if we can squeeze it into the other ones. So, like, I was like, it's okay, girl, it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> sort of like petting her, like just shh, your Xbox okay. over here, just fucking struggling. <sighs> yeah, I'm like, it's okay, girl, it's okay. It's the last bit. It's just, it's the last bit. Oh, it'll be over soon. That's, uh, that's why I like, shit on you before you can play Mass Effect, bro. <laughs> you put Grand Theft Auto in that motherfucker. GTA Five. Dude, and the crazy thing is that, like, if you look at that game, which I still play from time to time online, and and I, I you know, I, I still enjoy, it looks amazing still. And I know they've been tweaking it, of course, throughout the mm-hmm. years, but it still looks amazing, especially when you see something that's open world like, um, Cyberpunk. Right, right. Like that's the other thing, and and it's not quite a one to one, but like, uh, so I'm not sure if you've ever really thought about it or noticed, but like in house studios when they make their own game, um. It always, if it's like an exclusive, it always looks better. Um, mm-hmm. Because the thing is, is like Cyberpunk is having to optimize it and make sure it runs well on the Xbox Series or, you know, one and the PS4. And those systems are different and they operate different and they have different specs. So it's harder to, you know, to make sure it looks the same on both. And it's harder to make it look good. 
Mm-hmm. But for exclusives, all the exclusives on both platforms are generally better looking than all the multi-platform ones because it's like I don't have to worry about like – so let's say like the PS4 has function A and function A means I can do this specific thing better, right? Mm-hmm. If you're making it for both games, I can't assume that the Xbox has function A, so I can't rely on function A from the PS4. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I have to make something that function B on the the Xbox One can do and function A on the PS5. So that's why your exclusives are like, no, I can focus on just what this machine does, and that's why it looks better. But to see something like Ghost of Tsushima that came out earlier this year... Versus mm-hmm. Cyberpunk, and uh, Cyberpunk's, I'm sure, bigger. But Ghost of Tsushima is by no means small, and it is, like, one of the most beautiful-looking open-world games I've ever played. And so it's just, like, mm-hmm. it's so disappointing. And, you know, and especially because the thing is, I don't think, from what I've seen on the Cyberpunk, like, even the PS5 and Xbox Series X don't look that much better than what Ghost of Tsushima does on a PS4. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, this is supposed to be massive improvement in power, so, mm-hmm. like, I don't know why you couldn't do this. Right. So... Um, that's my Ghost of Tsushima endorsement and fucking, <laughs> you know, months after it's been released. But, again, mm. it's still one of the best-looking games I've ever played. Mm. Cool, cool. Yeah, so um, in other news, we had a, a Super Smash Brothers reveal um, of a character that I actually didn't know before it came out. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know I, almost any of the reveals that they have. Like, I know people lost their shit when Minecraft Steve was released. That one was hilarious. I think people lost their shit because it's just ridiculous. Like like, uh, like he's like have, a box man, yeah. He's just yeah. Like a little box man. He doesn't have any fluid movement. You know what I mean? So like, how yeah. are you gonna do attacks? Like, even Mario, as ridiculous as Mario is, like, he's still got like arms and legs that can like swing. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like, Steve is just like up and down. Like, like it's like he looks like the um, Sockham robot in the fucking game. He looks you know? like the little robots from Interstellar. If you ever saw that one, I haven't. <laughs> but but I, I I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like you try to uh, put a fucking Rock'em Sock'em robot in there. It's like, it's just too stiff. But it's hilarious yeah. that they found a way to make it work. Mm-hmm. So do you want to t- talk about the reveal? Just give us some back, like, your thoughts uh, about it. I, yeah. I don't really play Smash, um, but I, I am, I'm always excited that people are so excited about new characters being revealed. Because it's ultimately just like a fighter game. Yeah, like, it's, right? it's like, like fighting. It's... It, here's the deal. The problem is, is that like it, it fits in two categories, which is that like it is what they, I think, originally made it to be was a party game, just like Mario Party, just like Mario Kart, except this one was, like, the fighting version. You know what I mean? Like, like mm-hmm. Mario Kart is a racing game, but it's not like you have to be into racing games to play Mario Kart. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. you're like, nah, I'm just, it's a party game. Same thing yeah. with Mario Party. It's not like you have to, you're good at mini games. It's just, like, it's fun for everybody to dick around with. And I mm-hmm. think that's what Smash Bros. is supposed to be. But, like, then Smash Bros. Melee came out, and they fig- like people figured out there were, like, infinite high level like skill requirements to like do certain moves and be good at it and so then it became like both a party game because it's fun just to dick around with but then also it's like it it became like a super competitive fighting game because people realized there were like certain things you could do that there's zero chance i could ever do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and so if you ever played against someone that actually competitively did it they would fuck you up like (laughs) like you wouldn't do a single bit of damage they would just fuck you up um, but anyways, I mean, was, I was always a down, a, you know, a Pikachu down B guy. Yeah. So it was a party game for you. <laughs> right. Right. I was just like, Pika, Pika. I'm like, I like, they're like, stop playing that. I, they're not sound. The sound is annoying. I'm like, I, like if I could do something else, I would, but here's where we are. Okay. <laughs> right. So you're just going to get this Pika homie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Um, but anyway, so then then Brawl came out after Melee, which was the big one that did it. Brawl came out. They definitely doubled down on the party stuff. It kind of neutered some of the competitive stuff. And the same, and and this most recent Smash was kind of supposed to try and like appease both sides, which is that like we brought back some of the stuff that makes it a good competitive thing, but also like it's still definitely just a party game. Um, but anyways, they've. I think that's why people get so into it is because it, it filled both roles. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's literally just there to make people excited with like a party game. You know what I mean? Like fuck it. What if you could have Mario fight Kirby, fight Bowser, fight Donkey Kong. And it's like, that's fucking hilarious. Like, fight Zelda, fight Ganondorf. You know, it's like, this is all just ridiculousness. Fight Pokemon. Like, it's just over the top. And so Mm -hmm. people get excited about that. But then also there's another, like, smaller group that I think intensifies all the the hype. Because it's a a thing that they specifically do, right? Mm -hmm. So anytime a new character drops, it's like a fucking earth-shattering event. Um especially if it's people that like people want to see like sometimes you get some characters that people don't really care about and they're like whatever um but like solid snakes in the game now like like he can like like army crawl and then shoot pikachu with a fucking 1911 like like, <laughs> like he can call in a fucking airstrike on minecraft steve it's it's just ridiculous <laughs> mm-hmm. and so one of the characters when it first came out where people were like what happened why did you do this? Was Cloud from Final Fantasy VII? They Cloud is in this game, um, mm-hmm. and it's like it's just like he's like this dude swinging around this giant sword, just fucking people up, and like you have Kirby eating people, like it, it, like and Yoshi swallowing people and laying them as eggs. But right. like I got fucking Cloud anime guy with the giant sword, just like ripping people apart. Right. It's like a nice mix of like you know, fucking wildly varying tones, but it never breaks the game. And I think right. that's probably part of the appeal. Like, yeah, exactly. Because like because again, at the end of the day, it's like oh, we're just all playing this game because it's fucking ridiculous. You know what I mean? It's a party yeah. game. Yeah. So, it, the video game awards, a, a trailer was dropped, um, and so there's all the characters are on the ground, right? There's a blast happen. It throws back, and then like Mario, Link um samus are all like looking up at the sky and there's this like big angelic figure in the sky and like what little bit of lore has gone into making a story for this game is that this is the thing that's bringing everybody there to fight right this big angelic thing it's not like a human or anything it's just like this Mm -hmm. weird fucking convoluted looking thing and it's just it's just teleporting people in and they're fighting so like Mm -hmm. it's in the sky so people are like oh shit someone's coming because like every time this thing shows up it teleports someone in right Mm-hmm. It's in the sky, and, and then all of a sudden, it just gets cut in half. It's this is supposed to be the most omnipotent thing that is in this game, right? Is this thing that just beams the people in? It mm-hmm. gets cut in half, and people are like, "What the fuck? <laughs> like, what just happened?" And then the best bad guy music of all time from any video game fucking starts playing and it's one winged angel and the fucking pieces the two pieces of this thing now fall apart and you have sephiroth which is the villain from final fantasy 7 fucking standing in the sky with this ominous just most fucking like i have a, I have a friend that came up with the best name for this music which is that like whenever you have like a, like an orchestra playing and then like a choir in the background just making this like like these these like vocal noises and then like in this one specifically after they do a bunch of those noises they're like um which is the guy's name but like he always calls it because like he's like 
anytime you hear this, you're just like, Wessels! Like in the background <laughs> while the music's going crazy, like, 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 and it always fits regardless of what they're actually saying. Like, mm-hmm. whenever the choir starts coming in, it's like, Whistles, Debosis, like, like, and it just like fits and it kills me every time. Uh-huh. And so, fucking, the thing starts falling apart. The Whistles, Debosis music starts coming in, and Sephiroth's fucking just standing there with this giant katana longer than half of the fucking characters in the game. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, why are you here? Like, wh- Kirby, Mario, Yoshi, Sephiroth. Sephiroth, like, literally tries to destroy the, the whole planet in the game he's in and kill everyone. It's like, why are you here? Like, <laughs> this doesn't match. And, and uh, like you said, there's you pointed out that the, the still that everyone on Twitter was going crazy about, right? Then he stabs Mario. Yeah, he's holding up Mario. Like, it looks like he's fucking impaled him, which is a throwback to Sephiroth's game where he's got fucking Cloud on the end of the sword impaled in the air. And it looks like, and it's it's like a side profile of, in, like, black silhouettes. So you literally see Mario just, like, being impaled by a giant sword. And yeah, Jesus like, Christ. Like, I know when I saw fuck? it, I was like, this is fake. Like, why wouldn't Nintendo stab Mario, right? <laughs> like, through the fucking chest. Right. It's like, for, like, you know, it's like, the way Nintendo takes care of Mario is the way the mouse takes care of Disney, or Disney takes care of the mouse. Like, you do not mess with the image, you do not fuck with it, you do not change it, you do not do anything. And so I was like, holy crap, they stabbed him, but then somebody else posted a picture that it was just like... Like, cut. in the next frame, it apparently shows that, like, he's just holding up Mario by, like, the, the strap on his overalls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's like, oh, okay. Oh, thank God. Our little plumber's okay. <laughs> yeah, what if it wasn't? What if, like, they cut in Mario's just, like, bleeding out on the head? <laughs> like, what the fuck uh, Luigi, is going on? My brother. <laughs> Carry and then, on. And while then Mario's in the next Luigi's mansion. Yeah, uh, while like, Luigi's just like, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> No, nah, like, it, Luigi's Mansion's game is, like, where he's going through Haunted Mansions. The next Luigi's Mansion game, there's fucking dead Mario with a giant katana through his chest. Like, <laughs> like help me. You did this, Luigi. <laughs> oh, God. But, yeah, so that was wild. Do you think, um, now, does something like this, does this change your thoughts about getting a Switch or wanting to get it to play? Or is it like, oh, it's cool, it's an addition, like, for a character that I really like and enjoy, but not kind of not for me it's like oh cool it's like if like I, let me think like if they added i don't know i can't think of an equivalent for me but it, it's like that it's like oh cool that's awesome like something i love but it was they added like, like a 